Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Matt. Hi, it's me, Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm all right. I mean, the world's how's your temperature? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like uh, I keep expecting to have to acquire a dog and a, a, a knapsack to walk to the, to the shops with because it's it's the apocalypse. It's the last I, of us. And I don't mean to sound so happy. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. What a fun and exciting times we're in. It is weird. It Just in be- case someone's listening from the future, like they they walked across a dusty street and they found an old Mevo. Was it a Mevo MP3 player? <laughs> I don't know yeah, what yeah. on that. But and and they're playing this. Um, we we are of course talking about the coronavirus outbreak, I guess. Yeah. So um, we're now on day four of lockdown. The pubs have now been closed. Yes. So we, we know for British people. It's the end. <laughs> but anyway, this is a distraction. Now, if it's still happening in the future when this goes out, then, yeah. um, then some distraction is needed. Uh, we have the Movie Bunker podcast. Now, yeah. if you're joining us for the first time, uh, welcome. And I hope you'll find this podcast is sets out to try and find the diamond in the rough. We look at poorly rated films and see whether or not they're, they're unjustly there. What else do we do, Chris? Well, we have guests on occasionally and they sort of talk about a guilty pleasure stroke poorly rated movie that they defend the honour of. So if they're, you know, movie review or critique peers of Panda movie, they will come out and say, no, no, they were wrong. And I love this movie for X, Y, Z reasons. So we've had some great guests on and uh, it's it's um, it's enlightening for us, obviously, because we, we don't watch the regular good films, we spend all our time watching the shittest films out there, or, you know, the supposedly shittest films out there. So today's podcast is about the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four 2015 remake. Here's the trailer. Dr. Storm, we gave you six years and millions of dollars, and you gave us nothing. What's different now? Reed Richards. He knows answers to questions we don't even know to ask yet. This is our chance to learn more about our planet and maybe even save it. I want you to meet my daughter, Sue. You want to be famous? I just want my work to make a difference. John, read. This guy doesn't take orders well. Yeah, especially from people who say, I don't take orders well. Don't let any of these lab coats give you any crap, all right? Well, if I do, I know who to call. The muscle. I gotta say, it's fun having you here. Really? No. (laughs) What you've created here is incredible. You guys sure you're in the best shape to be doing this? Yeah. We're good. They just cracked interdimensional travel. Incredible. All I want to know is where are my children? Four have survived. All exhibit unique physical conditions. I just want to fix my friends. You can't fix this. You should use these powers to help people. You opened a door. You don't know how to close. You don't know anything about what's coming. What is coming?
if you want to stop him. It's gonna take everything you have. Until he's in. Two minutes. Might be a little less. <laughs>、so mm. it's important that you had to mention the year there, Chris, because the Fantastic Four is a shit film from many generations of people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's they've had several stabs at this, and they just haven't seemed to be able to get it right, have they? No. So、um, we'll start with the history of the Fantastic Four, I guess. So there is an unreleased Fantastic Four film, which you, I think you can find on YouTube, or it's、mm-hmm. definitely on the internet, knocking about. Which, through the lens of time and through the filter of these other shit Fantastic Four films, people are now are, are actually saying that it's actually the best. I mean, obviously. Special effects wise, it's not great. Acting wise, it's not great. For any other reason, it's not great. But it's actually <laughs> plot wise and kind of tone is the, the most fantastic four film that you can watch. And by that, I mean it's kind of the most slavish to the comic book roots. It's the closest, isn't it, in terms of its、um, yeah how it's pitched and how it's、um, delivered. And then ever since then, it's gone downhill. I mean, we've had、uh, two Marvel. Well,、uh, both、uh, Fox franchise films and one spawned a sequel as well. So we had two with the same cast, and then they're very one... Spider-Man-y, right? If you yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man, they're kind of very, very of that era. And then this one, this, this, or the most recent incarnation of Fantastic Four, twenty fifteen version, took it down a quite a, a Nolan-esque. Vibe to it, I think, was what <laughs> what was kind of pitched, and yeah, got incredibly poor reviews. And I mean, even before it came out, it was it was、uh, deemed a shit show. Yeah, is, trouble birth. I think、But、this the, one got like critic views like two days before showing, which is always yeah. Well, it was kind of under in, under embargoed as well, so they weren't even letting the critics see it.、Uh, so.、Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, panned from the very outset. Very troubled movie in terms of its production, the director,、yeah. everything really went wrong. Should, should we go into the cast and director to start with? Yeah, let me just give a plop synopsis. So,、um, oh yeah, because this, although I guess anyone listening will probably be very familiar with the Fantastic Four, but this went in a slight different angle in terms of the origin story of it. But four young outsiders teleport to an alternate. And dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. The four must learn to harness their abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. Directed by Joss Trank, who had been doing indie movies up until this point, and he'd famously done a fantastic, pardon the pun, kind of、uh, superhero type movie, but on a very, yeah, found, very a found footage kind of one. What was that film called? Because it's escaped to me. Oh, Chronicle. Yeah. Brilliant film, yeah. So it, it introduced the world to Dane DeHaan and Michael B. Jordan.、Mm. So without, I'd say without them, they probably would have made it anyway. But、um, yeah, so I think it's their first films. If not, it was early on in their very much early on their career. Well, Michael, and, B., Michael B. Jordan was famously one of the, one of the best characters in the Wire series two or three, series three, I think. 
Right. Was that before Chronicle or after Chronicle? Oh, well before. He was a young whippersnapper. Oh, okay. It's a great film. I mean, I would definitely encourage anyone to watch it as as far as kind of interesting kind of sort of genesis stories of and, and unusual superheroes in the same sort of vein as the sort of Unbreakable series or um, Brightburn. Have you seen that one, Race? Mm. Kind of that kind of feel to it where there's this sort of, you know, it, it, it's kind of twisty and turny, but it's, it's definitely like a found footage from that sort of period of time. And, you know, the, the, it showed a, a really good line of direction and, and you could see why you could get picked up for, a, you know, like a big marquee superhero film. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it's got some great turns as well in it in terms of the actors that were put on board and certainly showing a lot of promise for Josh Trank. So this happens often, I think. It, it happened with uh, the chap who directed the um, the most recent Godzilla movie or the uh, yeah and I think it's it's a weird one isn't it because you get these directors that like like they have their own style and they have their own pet project and they sort of like obviously shine during that they they're because they got complete creative freedom they control the budgets because there is none and all that so and then they go from that to go into a big studio film where all of a sudden they're told who to cast and how much is going to cost and no, you can't do that. That's too dark. You can't mm. be that brave. You have to be a little bit more, you know, mainstream. And it, it falls apart so often. Because you've got Josh Trank doing this one. He had Gareth Edwards, Gareth Edwards, sorry, who'd done, you know, Monsters uh, or Monster. Oh, yeah. That, that sort of little indie flick. And he went on to do Godzilla and then obviously Rogue One. And you've got Neil Blomkamp as well, who went on to do, you know, those Chappie and Elysium and all those other movies. And yeah, you can see how they've both kind of their careers have just gone stellar in in a, in a very short space of time, and they're having to deal with these big studio too quick people. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we all know that production companies like Fox and and uh, and Marvel and Disney they just have so much control over what their directors are allowed and not allowed to do, and I think they might find it slightly jarring in terms of what they've been doing up until that point. The cast of this movie is fantastic. Oh, yeah, like on paper, this should be an absolute, like, knock it out of the park. The four main characters and their casting yeah. and, and their, how they're pitched um, in, in terms of... Well, the five main, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got Miles Teller, who kind of fresh off of kind of... Um, what was that fantastic drumming movie? Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. Uh, you've got Michael B. Jordan, as you, as you mentioned, who plays Johnny Storm. Uh, Kate Mara, who, who plays Sue Storm, who's been in a lot of great movies as well. And Jamie Bell, who's a fantastic British actor who plays The Thing, or Ben Grimm. Toby Kebble, who plays Doctor Doom, or Victor Von Doom, who was in yeah. a lot of British TV and rock and roller, I think he was in. Rock something. and Roll, yeah, great yeah. film. And Underrated Go Richie film. Yeah, it's a good one, that one. Reg E. Cathy, who plays Dr. Franklin Storm, another fantastically... Yeah, you recognise him. He's got an amazing voice. Oh, uh, brilliant. <laughs> and Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Dr. Allen, who you will recognise from um, many a great movie. Uh, well, he was a... also the leader in the Hulk film, wasn't he? He was, the... yeah. Another, yeah. Another villain that never went anywhere. And he yeah, was yeah. in the Ballad of Buster Shrugs and other stuff he's he's oh, a brother we're out now yeah and he's he's good at playing like hissable villains isn't he yeah and dan cast in a letter from uh simpsons fame 
Yes, as my first note I made was Homer Simpson on this, so uh, <laughs> it's the very first note. So yeah, he he's you recognise him as the voice of Homer Simpson, but yeah, Miles Teller. Let's talk about the cast because the cast are great. Yeah, um, Miles Teller is holding this movie well, not just him alone, but the the five actors. If I'm going to pick out something straight away that's quite positive, is they all do very well, in my opinion. And I've watched this film today again. I've seen it before, yeah. but I've seen it afresh. It's fresh in my mind. And I was thinking, sitting watching this, thinking, well, in any other context or any kind of other less doomed, pardon the pun, again, less doomed kind of um, production, this would have been an absolute winner because they're all great. Yeah, and I, I think... If anyone wanted to see the importance of casting in a film, they should watch this film because everyone in this film is actually all right. So, mm. you know, we, we point out that the main five characters, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Myra, Jamie Bell, Tommy Kebble, we know they're great actors from previous bodies of work they've done. We know, like, if you actually um, analyse their performance in these fil- this film, they actually do all right. But their performance in the role they're asked to play is horrendous in the sense that it's just they're not the right people for the roles they're being asked to play well i disagree in a in a way because i think if they i think they're perfectly cast but i just think that how because how is miles teller ever reed richards because they if they basically this is a refresh and a retelling of this this franchise and if they're going to go down the young route and say look these are people finding their feet with their powers and people you know finding their feet in their place in the world with their new abilities then it's brilliant because you know miles teller's a geek um you know coming to terms with everything and he's, he's obviously got a lot of you know, um, insecurities as, 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 as a bright child as well and in coming out and finding his way in the world. Michael B. Jordan is a cocky upstart and Kate Mara is just a subdued, brainy physicist. Uh, Jamie Bell is, you know, comes from the school of hard knocks and, and very streetwise. And so in terms of their individual placings and how they're cast and where they've been sort of put in, I think it works brilliantly. I just think we didn't get enough agree. of them... No, but it, we didn't get enough of them doing what it is they were supposed to be doing, which was being a Fantastic Four together, gelled as a team. They, we yeah, had no. too much. We had like two hours. This film is just over two hours long. No, um, uh, over an hour and a half long. All we get is a heap shitload of setting up. It's a setup. And then we get like <laughs> two action sequences. And the, the last action sequence is less than five minutes long. And the, and the other one is basically how they got their powers in the first place. It's a good twist on the whole kind of solar uh, flare kind of issues that they had. On the original solar story. flare issues. What was it that caused yeah. the problem? I don't know. Uh, was it, it was a cosmic storm. That's the one. Sorry, <laughs> solar flares kind of similar, right? Yeah, no, it was just the, it was the, uh, the, the, the position and phrasing. Um, yeah, I don't know if I agree because the, the problem I have is that the, the characters they're trying to play, but then the situations they're in were at loggerheads. So had they dumbed down Reed Richards to a point where he wasn't like a huge genius and stuff, and he just got involved in an accident and become Mr. Fantastic, and then maybe later on became a genius, then, yeah, Miles Teller fits that. But the fact that, you know, that he's meant to be like, you know, I think in the comic books, he's like Earth's smartest man. It just doesn't kind of fit with the shit that he does in this film and kind of like the 
it just feels that there was some shoe shoehorned kind of like teen angst kind of romancey bits in there. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel. I just feel. I mean, I believe this film was cut down from a much longer runtime. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe if if it had of you know fulfilled its full runtime, then it it might have made a bit more sense. But there was just too many huge jumps, and I never thought that any film could make the first Fantastic Four, not the first, the second Fantastic Form, with uh, Ian Griffith's uh, uh, characterization of Reed Richards actually good. But this film makes those other two look like fucking Godfather. Do you really not like this movie then? No, it's horrible. No. I mean, I love the people in it. And this is what I think it hurt me even more because literally every actor in here, uh, the five main cast, I would seek out. Since Whiplash, I watched Whiplash. Anything that Miles Teller is in, I will watch. Um, Michael B. Jordan in Creed and Black Panther was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jimmy Bell been following since he was a kid. Kate Mara, um, she hasn't got such a big body of work, but you know, uh, you, you you definitely recognise her, and you mm. certainly wouldn't avoid this film because of her. Yeah, I think because of all of that, I was just horribly disappointed because it just is a hor- it's just a nasty, disjointed film. Not nasty, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh. It's just just disjointed. And, yeah. it, and then maybe because of its trouble production, I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, I agree with you. It's incredibly disjointed, and I think that's just not. It's, you can't pin that at them. They do a very good job of what they've got, and I think on screen they work together. I've just got a very different opinion to this movie to you. In fact, that I think it works uh, until it doesn't. <laughs> so, but, like, did you not feel that there's like a forced youth on this film? The subject matter, what they're doing doesn't yeah. necessarily it doesn't lend itself to youth in the sense of like someone straight out of high school like literally picked out from a science fair at high school mm. from there to what he was then doing and even the situations they assume they put themselves in the fact that they, they create this portal to another world and they assume that as scientists they'll go through it first it's like that's fucking insanity that just never would happen and these people are meant to be intelligent but it's just a comic like, book movie. Yeah, but it's it, the, the youth was forced. You know, they carried on the story about Miles and Jamie's relationship because, like, they're meant to be like the strongest of friends. And even like they could introduce the Victor Von Doom in earlier to become like a friend that becomes an end. You know, I think in the comics they they meet at university and stuff, and it's just mm. like that would make kind of more sense, like a slightly older, maybe PhD kind of thing. And but just straight out of school. And and the, one of the a few things, well, one of the many things that annoyed me is that like they go to this massive think tank where they're like, "Hey, you've created a portal to a thingy bomb," and he's there fucking welding. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. <laughs> like that didn't happen ten, twenty years ago. That certainly doesn't happen in a in a modern environment. You don't go right. Okay, now we're in this massive foundation with all these geniuses around. Uh, well, the only way we're going to make this is if you for actually physically fucking make it. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. I still think you're wrong. I think you're being overly, <laughs> overly harsh. I, I, I don't think I am. I think I'm being under harsh, if anything. Yeah, I think this is where this is a good thing. I mean, that we disagree because I just think the more I read about the, 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 the troubled backstory in terms of Josh Trank's problems, and I did apparently this didn't really bring it bring out the best in him either he he did probably lose it on 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 set apparently if you read 
what you read is true. You got into a yeah. bit of a bit of bullying, and he was a bit aggressive towards Miles Teller in the end, even though he wanted him in the role specifically. They had a, apparently a fisticuffs on set. He was a bit a bit pushy with Kate Mara, which is out of order really as well. And uh, so obviously he wasn't coping. Well, he was accused of bullying Kate Mara, right? Because yeah, he didn't yeah. want her and he wasn't the cast choice that he made. Obviously, uh, Michael B. Jordan was definitely his casting because he brought him straight through from Chronicle. Mm. Kate Mara, he wanted someone else instead. So fundamentally he was accused of bullying Kate Mara, which isn't great, right? I it's think, like you're, I, a, I think you're Kate, a fucking professional, man. Yeah, Kate Mara's never actually seen the movie, I don't think, as well. She's never seen the final the final version of it. Wish I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anything, you know, he's, he tweeted famously, didn't he, that uh, after the movie was released and then deleted the tweet that it was not the movie that you made and it was cut. And the reshoots you can see uh, a mile off because obviously they have different hair colours and different stubble and all sorts of stuff. And, it yeah, wasn't, Full beards and not beards. and Yeah, the beards, continuity is all over the place. Yeah, and there's a whole action sequence that wasn't finished. Uh, you see a bit of it in the trailer, but it never comes to yeah. fruition on screen. I made a note of the lip service. I mm. actually had a separate column to my notes to lip service. Mm. Clobbering time is obviously yeah. the, the thing's kind of battle cry, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This is it's clobbering time! <laughs> um, and we first see this when his brother... So that, that's where the clobbering time... They make an allusion to the flying car. Um, Homer Simpson says, huh, where are you going to put that next to your flying car? Yeah. And he mentions that, or he stopped working on that. And um, Kate Mara says the line, check out Doctor Doom over here. Yeah, um, I thought it was quite when, cute. When Toby um, Toby Kibble was being a little bit negative about their I, I chances, thought, I thought all those all those little uh, nods were quite cute though, Matt. I don't know what your problem is. Do you think it was a bit clang 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 clang? It's clang, not clang. that. It's just like if you're going to do that, like you know, the, the fact is they they stretch so far away from the source material. That's not a bad thing. It's not, but it's 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 almost like being reminded of what it could have been. But someone like me, I'm a I'm a comic book nerd, and maybe this is why this this hurt me more than it hurt you. Mm. I'm a comic book nerd. So hearing things about clobbering time, the flying car and an actual proper Dr. Doom, mm. like Dr. Doom in the comic books is amazing. He's a huge character and like so many different levels to him. And then first of all, the first fantastic four film did, did almost exactly the same as this one did just kind of just went actually, no, fuck that. Fuck all that wonderful source material. We're just going to go piss on that and do our own thing because we know better because we've been writing this for two minutes rather than over 40, 50, 60 fucking years. So it hurts. It hurts for me, man, but, when but they say to, stuff like this. But Matt, listen, I'm not the brightest here, but the Fantastic Four, they're not that good. <gasps> no, they're not. I, I admit they're not my, exactly my favourite comic book characters, but if you're going to change it, do something better with it, right? Yeah, I mean, the comic books is probably the most least interesting out of everything that's out there for in my opinion yeah it's one of the earliest so it, it was it's very much cookie car kind yeah. of you know, and they all look time. weird the only interesting thing is the thing you know he's quite cool you know he's got some it's to have him on screen with the hulk would be quite nice so so you said it so i mean if we cut to this question then it's like the thing and dr doom in this film hmm. look fucking horrendous no they don't no, the, th- no, the fact that the thing's walking around naked is just in fucking sane. 
Why yeah, would you not put some trousers on that? Because he's got nothing to hide. He's got. He's made of. <laughs> he's. Got, I mean, what's the point? He's got. He no still penis. would, right? You still would. He's got no like, penis or balls, or has he got little rock balls? He, he must have, because he's just made of rock. He's not. He must have a like one of those rocks must be a penis. I don't think. Like he, he has to shit and piss, right? Otherwise, you die. But, no, but he doesn't necessarily get his energy in the same way as he used to. Maybe he doesn't eat or drink anything anymore. You don't know. It's not explained. So he may not even have a rectum. That would explain why he was so angry. Yeah, but I mean, he's clearly just... But also, his eyes were too far apart. He looked like some... He looked like a Geodude from fucking Pokemon. He looked more like Geodude from Pokemon than he did the thing. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with him. I thought it was good. I did rubbish. A, no, I, I mean, Doctor Doom was a little bit lame. He wasn't a great... Doctor Doom looked awful. He looked like something else, you know, maybe Power Rangers. That um, worse than that, like 1980s Power Rangers, maybe. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no, I, the whole kind of he's not wearing like trousers thing is a bit... Just Google Doctor Doom and see how awesome he looks. I don't understand why both this film and the previous, um, uh, the previous incarnations, I don't see why... They've just, why they couldn't accept that someone would go, my face is disfigured, I'm a proud man, I'm going to put a mask on. And I don't know why they both took the decision that the only way that you look slightly like Doctor Doom, and it is ever so slightly that they've managed to make him look, is because your face would be somehow either made of metal because in, in, in the previous remake, or in this case, your suit would melt your skin. But his, his suit helmet was glass. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have as, as clearly, clearly, Matthew, I don't have as much of a problem with this as you do. But, but just um, look, I mean, even if you don't have a problem with the fact it's not comic book, like, you know, perfect, which, like, like I said, I, I don't care about that. I don't care that they changed the story. They could at least make it look cool. And as far as I'm concerned, the thing did not look cool. The, the, the thing from the previous one, this is why I said this is the best thing about this film, is it makes the other Fantastic Four look loads better. The thing from the previous one looked better. No. And, and Doctor Doom definitely looked better, because this Doctor Doom was fucking awful. Yes, I agree with that. But the thing, what they did with the thing on this movie, I thought was nice. It did look weird with him having no trousers on. I, I, I'd say just out of habit, you'd put some pants on. Yeah, but he's can't. Uh, surely he's got nothing he could fit. I mean, also they would just wouldn't last long. Is it all... nothing to fit? Have you seen what they made in this film? Yeah, but they, they made could... a, a thing to teleport from one thing to the other. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's got a suit that turns his flame on and off, and um, Sue Storm's got one that meets, goes invisible. You tell me they can't find trousers to fit? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess because he's jumping out of helicopters and stuff, they might just get ruined more quickly. You tell me you can't find tough trousers, <laughs> or even trousers you could replace after your mission? Maybe. <laughs> I, I just think I he's don't be- get it. I think if he's got nothing else to worry about, then having then then his trousers, you know ripping and coming off he's got something else to worry about if he's got no trousers on and he's just swinging freely then he can, <laughs> he can just go about his business can't he little tiny rock balls and tiny rock penis maybe that's why he's so angry all the time is it because he's forced to run around and show everyone his non-existent penis well he might just suck his little balls up inside himself you don't know oh, like a sumo wrestler exactly you don't know this i still would say you're gonna throw some pants on 
just like I say, just out of habit. I mean, he's a he's a Western guy, right? So it's not like he's a sumo wrestler and used to put just a strap on. He's 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 grown up the whole of his life. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think from the age group, he's seventeen, eighteen hmm. at this point. You could have put some trousers. You're gonna put some trousers on. You're gonna go. She's got a special suit that can go invisible. Can you not just find me some stretchy pants that doesn't fall off when I jump out of a helicopter? I think it's the least of his worries. I think he just looked in the mirror and went. I'm fucked. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> given up on though. Yeah, and you would, wouldn't you? I'd be, I'd be worried because no one's going to argue with you, are you? Put some trousers on. No. Okay, fine. Don't worry about fine. it. Fine. I'll put, I'll leave them here. If you want to put them on, you put them on. Anyway, you know, Sorry, co- yeah. cock and balls aside for a second. Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the kind of movie plays out in a in a certain way. I mean, in terms of, uh, it takes an incredibly long time to get to oh. a kind of action sequence that, that, that means anything. And we have the very, what's it, kind of overused MacGuffin-type thing where something's being sucked into oh, the yeah, sky. And, and, and kind of Doctor Doom creates this, like, portal and all the, the Earth is being sucked up through it. And we've seen this so many times. What was times. his point? What was he trying to do? He wanted to destroy our Earth. To, you know, to feed the, the alternative universe or planet X, where it was called, where Don't, it came from. Yeah. Because we fucked that up. It feels like he could have done it in an easier fashion. He probably could have done. He chose not to. Because <laughs> he's a villain. Yeah. He chose to just stand there whilst the, the Fantastic Four had a little huddle. They decide that the best way to defeat Doctor Doom is to work together, and that's the message that that stays true and that in strong. In a handy it? break during the battle, <laughs> yes, in a handy break. They have a little huddle and decide, yeah, that suddenly they're not fucking morons and they're going to attack him all at once. Yeah, I mean, that's a good message. They they don't they kind of they have a little uh, meeting, don't they, where they decide that they're going to do something sneaky and yeah. work together but this film would have been, like, better, right, had, like, we had some, like, like in most superhero films, you have, like, a, you know, an awakening of power, then you have a finding of power, then you have a revelation, then you have a threat, and then you, uh, then you have, like, a redemption. Mm. It's like, it, I know you don't want to always slavishly go, oh, now there's a massive thing falling from the sky. But, I think at least two or three scenes where they did something with their powers beforehand. I mean, I know it's alluded to that the thing does, but like they, they all do things separately with their powers. In fact, I think the thing's the only one that actually is like in active combat. I think at one point it's alluded to that they're going to then try to get Sue Storm doing some combatty stuff. Um, Yeah. But there's no point apart from the last battle, which like you say, last like two laps of fuck all. There's no point during the film where you get the fantastic four like forming up and actually doing anything like cool like nothing cool happens in this film no you're right i mean i guess there's there's a little bit of uh nice payoff at the end when they do work together but we could have had i mean you just got to look at all the other marvel movies or any superhero movie good or bad that's been out it's just it's just soaked in action sequences to keep the to keep the customer, i.e., you know, the viewer, uh, interested, and this takes too long yeah. to get anywhere, and it's yeah. it's run out of steam by then, it's run out of money by then, <laughs> too much going on, and you kind of just think, okay, I mean, I I would love to have seen the sequel, and I think it would have been a great sequel with the forecast in it, with a different director, 
maybe saying, look, right, we've got the right people, we just need the right tone and we need the right, you know, kind of setup and we, we, we can run with it now because we've got the origin story out of the way. Josh Trank tried and he didn't cope with the situation. So therefore, let's have another go at it. I think it would have worked very well if they just kept kept going with it. But we won't have that now. We're going to have another version of it. We're going to have a, a yet again more bloody origin story. Yeah, but I think, I think the, the only good thing, this this film... I think will be looked on fondly in the future, very mm. much like George Clooney's Batman, mm. as the as the sort of death nail to the shit ones. It's like, fine, fuck it, that killed it. Like that film, one hundred percent killed that franchise, and then later on we managed to grab it back again, mm. and someone did something decent with it, mm. because there is a decent story here. Because there's a fat, the family thing is really, I think, important and key. Mm. And like, if you manage to sort of tap into that, that's the only cool thing the Fantastic Four have. Like you say, their powers are a little bit shit. They're a little bit, you know, uh, they're a bit one dimensional because they've got no real angst or anything like that. Um, I think like you, well, I think you mentioned that Ben Grimm is probably the most interesting character because he's kind of on the outside because, you know, Johnny Storm and Sue Storm are brother and sister. I, it, it didn't really go into it too much in this film, but like Miles, uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm eventually get married. So they're really tight. And then you've got Ben Grimm, who's just basically Reed Richards' friend. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of the only kind of thing. And also he's always, because of his physical disfigurement and the fact he's got a tiny cock of balls that doesn't even pants anymore, mm. is the fact that like you know, Reed Richards does always feel guilty and is trying to fix him. And yeah, no, that's I, a that's a de- that's the one thing that's the one kind of point of interest. So if yeah. they manage to get that done, then that's going to be cool. If they just pick up on those one thing, the, the latest rumor is that it is going to happen, and it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Mm. And but, oh, I was about to say brilliant actors. Uh, I can't see it failing. But then I would have said the same about Miles Teller and Kate Mara. Yeah. Um, so you know, you never know. Did this uh, movie make any money? No. <laughs> no. So it had a huge budget, like 120 million quid budget uh, just for the filming. And I think it holds the record for the lowest gross for the highest screens. So for any film that's open on more than 400 screens, mm. um, the actual gross return was less than any other film. Wow. So it made like 56 million in the US and then... 167 million worldwide which sounds like a profit but once you plug onto that um 120 million like the uh promo trail mm. that, that fundamentally fucking doubles so yeah no they, they lost their teeth this whole film was made in a hurry because they're about to lose the license yeah yeah it smacks of that doesn't it so this this movie is is it definitely a bunker film for you? But it's kind of like it's on the grass verge of the bunker. It's kind of there. If anyone feels like they want to pick it up and just have a little sneaky look, I'm I'm happy for them to have a little look and see what. Could You're gonna be like uh, like Pennywise, just kind of hang it out of the storm drain. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, come and watch my movie. I hope you like it. What's what's the kid's name? Can't remember his name now. Um, don't know. Johnny. Freddy, Johnny. Fred, Timmy. <laughs> come get your boat, Timmy. Oh, come on. I got a DVD for you. Got a DVD. 
It's like, what is it? Fantastic Four, 2015. Uh, fuck off, fuck Pennywise. <laughs> right, so it's, right. I mean, I was going to give you loads of um, kind of anecdotes, not anecdotes, but goofs and kind of trivia for this. But to be honest, we've touched on all of it because all of it is to do with the reshoots and the issues with Josh Trank and yeah. um, you know, inconsistencies with hair makeup and beard and facial facial growth facial growth uh, i mean Te- Te- Teddy kibble wasn't even in the finale because they reshot it and he wasn't available so oh wow no i didn't know that so i guess it's reviews time um well, i struggled to find a review because all the reviews i could find were i think this film is a six however i'm voting it at 10 we've alluded to this in the past but i'd imdb for any film after 2018, I think 2018 mm. is with the real watershed. There are ones and tens. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There, there are very few people that actually feel the right way about their score. No, I agree. I found a couple of tens. I want, I want to read out the first one because it's, uh, it's just like two oh, lines no. by Mike Perp last year on the 25th of April, 2019. It's called Outer Space. These characters gained special abilities by a fluke accident. I like the female superpowers. It's a good movie. I thought that was nice. <laughs> nice like and that. succinct. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so you don't have any reviews, man? Oh, no, I got one. Oh, go I on, then one. you go. I've got another but one. This is the, I, I struggled. I had to go back to 2016. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and mine's titled, Fantastic Film! Mind the pun! Which, um, it's not It's not a pun. <laughs> it's not a pun, it's just literally two words. It's a coincidence. Um, I honestly don't understand how people don't didn't like this. I guess if you was expecting Avengers or some other recent Marvel film, then you was disappointed. Uh, I love how the film wasn't all fighting, like most superhero films now. And the fact you get to see each person's background and child insights is amazing. Oh. I was put off this film when it first came out because of all the low ratings. And I've only just got to plan to watch it tonight, and I'm so glad I did. This is probably one of my favourite films. If you want Avengers, go and see Avengers. It's great advice, that. Yeah. I think that's something we can all just hold dear and move forward with. If you want to watch the Avengers, watch the Avengers. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, don't just write a bad review because you were expecting something else. The trailer didn't make out of the film something different. I hope Marvel, etc., didn't feel disheartened by all the bad reviews and decided not to make a sequel because this film's amazing. So, yeah, he liked it. And I, I thought it was the only one I come across that actually genuinely did. <laughs> I got a good one, which is another, just a quick one, 10 out of 10, which is called Wow. Carlson, oh, wow. Carlson William uh, in 2018 wrote, This was the most exciting I have watched this year. No, uh, I want to read it as it's written because it makes okay. no fucking sense. <laughs> After the movie, I felt both happy and sad. When oh. I came when I came home, I realized that what a shitty movie this was. <laughs> I later wanted my money back, but they instead threatened me to force me to watch Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. So I did what they forced me to do, and now I feel really bad. Don't watch this movie. It sucks. I loved everything about this movie. and (laughs) All from the special effects to the structure of the movie. The best part of the movie was the final fight. I hope that this will get a sequel. I also love the villain. Doctor Doom is fantastic. It's fantastic, but it sucks. (laughs) 
I'm really confused. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there, but he's... Uh, so did it, he watch this and say, and he went to the cinema and went, mate, I want my money back, that film sucks. And they were like, fucking watch Silver Surfer! <laughs> no, I think what this is, is he's written by Gollum. And he's having a kind of conversation with himself. Oh, uh, it's, I love this movie, but it sucks. As we say, uh, there's some crazy people out there writing reviews yeah. on IMDb. And long may they continue to do so, because otherwise the podcast would be half as long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Fantastic Wars, Rise of Silver Surfer, the most disturbing thing about that is Jessica Alba's hair and eyes, which are unworldly. It looks weird, doesn't it? Yeah, It yeah. does look weird. Very so odd. that's Fantastic Four 2015, as we're always going to call it now. That, that is a well and truly done and dusted for the podcast this episode. I, I hope there's no more Fantastic Fours that we have to, we have to review. Hopefully no. other people have to review them because they're good. Thanks for listening to this fantastic episode of the Movie Bunker podcast. I was going to say, you know, in, this, in these troubled times that we're living in, we have no idea how these episodes are going to come out, but hopefully we'll keep the <laughs> keep the kind of routine going once a week. Uh, also, whenever. we know you've got time on the hands now to do likes yeah. and subscribes, right? Yes, so they can definitely, if you haven't already written a review, which I know you have, run outside. Uh, no, don't run outside. Uh, run onto your laptop or your, your, your device and leave us a review and uh, download and subscribe and then follow us yeah. on the social media. We're on this week we're focusing on Texas because we've seen Texas. We've seen you, you're up and coming on the side wows there. You can yes. do it, mate. Yeah. You can overtake the rest of those states. Yeah, Texas Just is good. A couple of reviews. Get in there, mate. Yeah. Um, get involved with the social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we've got a fantastic, lovely, sparkly website as well. We can listen to all the back catalogue, all the episodes. Next week, I think we've got our guest episode coming out probably dropping on the mondays now matt would you agree yeah i think monday we, we switched to a monday because you know sunday evenings you know you're busy ironing and you know uh you know putting up the, the hatches because of the apocalypse now but, but previously you'd be ironing but now you're hatching but anyway you're busy on a sunday evening. <laughs> yeah monday morning is where it's at yeah monday morning is your podcast day for the movie bunker so i guess uh, stay safe wash your hands and keep the two meters away from everybody that you see and meet and greet maybe we should point out as well that we don't actually have a bunker just in case we people go right now now's the time to go and visit those bunker guys <laughs> um well we do i don't know why you said that yeah but don't tell them that because they'll be here oh i see well i've bunker... got four toilet rolls and three cans of beans and Is i it... know these fuckers are going to want them yeah i've got some sort of irish stew that's been hanging around for a couple of 20 years but this this is the 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 bunker's location is secret and uh, true never ever be divulged unless you know it is dire times and we have to invite some people down maybe i'll Um, put it i'm going to put it in i'm going to put the location in morse code at the end to be honest with you though matt there's room for our five listeners anyway so I've got, I've got two knees right here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess until uh, next time, Matt, that we don't physically see each other. Cheerio. Toodaloo.